Welcome to Fran Path Consulting Podcast. I'm Sam Schweitzer. And I'm Brittany Bodie. And together we are Fran Path Consulting. Good afternoon, Brittany Bodie. How are you? I'm great. How are you today? I'm good. I'm still waiting for the day that you answer me back and you just say, Good afternoon, Sam Schweitzer, and just shock me. <laughs> So there's always next week. Always. (laughs) Episode 100. Maybe I'll come in with a bang on episode 100. (laughs) Give your full name to the listeners. Yeah. Yeah, not my not my given name. I'm not I'm not interested in that. (laughs) How are you? I'm good. Yeah, I'm having a great day. What about you? Same, same. Lots of good conversations. I think we're finally out of the holiday haze fully and we're coming back in and it's, you know, it's definitely nice to have people focused. Kids are all firmly back in school. Everybody has set their New Year's resolutions, dropped their New Year's resolutions, reset what they're going to do. <laughs> and so I think it's it's just been nice to have a normal week this week. I would agree. Yeah, I think um, everybody was kind of canceling, rescheduling around the holidays, which is so common in our industry, as I'm sure it is many industries, but it feels like we're settling back in. My calendar's filled. People are keeping their appointments and seem really motivated to, to take business ownership seriously as an option in 2023. For so many reasons, I think you know, the economy definitely is playing into that. I think last year we had a lot of folks that were so secure in their positions and it just was not even a thought that anything could possibly happen. And now we are getting a lot of candidates that are coming through, at least I am. And in some of our conversations, I know you've shared that you are too, but they're really looking at this as kind of that exit ramp from corporate America eventually, but also now a backup plan. Mm -hmm. What if I'm really expensive and in a year my company does downsize? Or what if they turn around and say, Jim, we can replace you with two 25-year-olds and still save 40%. So here we go. (laughs) I I just think that we're seeing a different type of buyer and and the security and the view. And, And also, you know, the market is changing immensely. So really a different type of person that's coming in and and it's super exciting. Mm -hmm. It really is. And, you know, to think about where we're at this year compared to the previous year compared to the COVID year, I mean, that was a wild ride. (laughs) We were still in development and we would get on team meetings and we're like, gosh, can we, you know, sell enough units to keep the doors open for everybody's businesses? And so over the last decade, I've been through a lot of seasons in the franchise development world. Um, And what I think has been consistent is people continue to invest in businesses, their motivator may just differ a little bit, whether it's the fear of the job, whether it's an overabundance of money that they made that year that they want to diversify, whether it's the burnout and they need more work-life balance. But I would say over my time in development over the last decade between consulting and development, people are still really bullish year over year about the idea of franchise ownership. 
I could not agree more. And you're right, the motivators change. And I think individuals have different motivators that we see mm-hmm. them bringing forward and, and different phases of life. You know, we talked in last week's podcast a lot about the amount of millennials that have moved into franchise ownership, which is so exciting. And their motivators are entirely different than the baby boomer generation. So it's just such a cool time to listen to people talk and to also see that business ownership continues to be the most common thread and and the biggest indicator of achieving the American dream. People still look to business ownership as that thing that they can hold up and say, yep, I did it. I have something. It's mine. Nobody can walk into my office and say, see you later. Someone else is going to sit at this desk. So it, it's just a really cool time. And there are so many industries that haven't been disrupted, that don't have a national player. And that really brings me to the folks we have with us today. These guys are not strangers to our podcast. This is a second time for both of these gentlemen to come on. Today, they're representing Wallaby Windows. We have Scott Marr, the founder, and Ben Rickard, Director of Franchise Development for Franchise Fastlane on Wallaby. Welcome, you guys. Thanks so much for having us. Yeah, likewise, guys. Excited to be here and excited to be back with you. Yeah, thank you so much. We're really thrilled to have you guys. And we're so excited about what you're building. Before we kicked off, I I said, you know, I've been bugging Ben's boss about every other day saying, when does it go live? When does it go live? I want to be able to show this to my clients because I'm just so excited about the tenure that you have, Scott, and and the history that you have in building successful brands. So why don't you kick off first, Scott? Tell us a little bit about your background. Awesome. Absolutely. I've been in franchising now uh, as of this year. I've been in franchising for 10 years. So first, uh, first big milestone. And, but I've been an entrepreneur my whole life. Started my first business when I was 15 years old. Ultimately ended up scaling that business into a national mobile truck washing company, exited that business in 2018, started Koala Insulation, the sister brand to Wallaby Windows in the same year in 2018, started franchising Koala in January of 20. We've had an absolutely epic run with Koala. We have achieved some really wonderful milestones in a very short period of time and we started Wallaby Windows. So the idea of Wallaby Windows came up in mid-2021. We started working on and executing on that plan to bring a window and door replacement concept to the franchise market. And it has, uh, it's, it's been a long time in the making. And we, you know, we started this business from the ground up. It was literally just an idea. And so here we are today, going to talk about window and doors. I love it. I mean, what you've built so far, we're really excited to share that story today. But Ben, why don't you tell us about your background first before we dive further into Wallaby? Yeah, I'm happy to. And, uh, you know, I tell people all the time, while I'm relatively new to franchising, my entire career really has been focused on helping people evaluate opportunity. You know, before I got into the franchising space, I was in executive recruitment and I worked mostly with startups, privately held equity backed type organizations. And got that first taste of entrepreneurship and and helping people take that leap of faith, so to speak, kind of betting on themselves. So franchising was really a natural fit. um, And I always have to give credit and thanks to another director that you all know, Jake Hamburger, good friend of mine who uh, would not let me say no to the opportunities. So I got into franchising, 
I'm going on uh, two years now and, uh, you know, represented one brand prior and then uh, could not be more excited to have an opportunity to partner with Scott, to partner with Wallaby uh, and bring it to market and been loving every minute of it. You've made a real splash in two years and you have such a great reputation. And anytime that we have clients that work with you, I think the two things come up. One, how relatable and what a great listener you are. But two, just if you don't have the answer or it isn't right there, the fact that you're always willing to go help them figure out what they want to know. And that's just so valuable as people are making these huge life-changing decisions. So we really, really appreciate Scott and you, Ben. You guys have been fantastic. Um, Now, we've said Wallaby and we've said Windows and Doors. And I don't think we think windows and doors when we think franchising. So Ben, I would love for you to share with us, what is the, what's the talk track on Wallaby? What is this? I love it. Yeah. You know, when we talk about Wallaby, like Scott said, it's window and door replacement, but really we are a sales and marketing vehicle as an organization. You know, we provide full service window replacement, B2C, B2B customer focus with that high margin add-on of our door replacement solutions. But our franchisees are focused on the customer experience and really quality control. So what I mean by that is our franchisees are employing a window consultant, an installation manager, and then the installs are actually hap- are, are actually facilitated through subcontractors. So again, we are focusing on that customer experience and bringing that to the service space, very similar to what Scott and his team did with Qual Insulation. And I think that's really where we're going to differentiate ourselves in the market. One of the things that I was so impressed with as I kind of reviewed the material before I presented it to my first client is you've put a dozen people in place before you've even launched. And so I'm excited to share more about the support today because it really shows that you are a sales marketing organization. You're a franchise powerhouse and your widget in this business happens to be doors and windows. But Scott, I'd love to understand why doors and windows? What made you choose this segment and, and make this your focus in your next big brand? Sure, absolutely. So s- similar to that with insulation. So when insulation, w- when I started looking at, you know, what was going to be my next business after uh, after Fleet Clean, I was really looking for a, a couple of things. So I was looking for a space that was really underserved but uh, you know had really tremendous opportunity and upside and i was looking at that both from a a service sales standpoint so what a franchisee was going to experience when they launched their business from a from a competitive landscape but then also internally in terms of of other franchise systems so who was i going to be competing with on the franchisor side and and that's bo- both of those are really good for the the you know the franchise e we, we call we call we refer to franchisees as franchise partners so um, I'm off my game a little bit so I'm going to say franchise partner here so I really wanted to understand what the franchise partner was going to experience and for me thinking about the competitive landscape from other franchisors in the space um, and 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 so when I look at windows and doors. I saw really the same thing that I saw in insulation just, you know, a few years ago, which is there's really not a lot of competition from the, you know, from the national players in the, in the franchise world. And I feel like that it's a, it's a really 
just open market to be able to go in, build a really nice franchise brand and really create some and, and get to some scale really, really quickly. So, uh, and then the other side of it was that, you know, windows and door, windows and doors are something that people look at every day. It's, it's something that you're going to be focused on. So, but also windows and doors are something that can be an efficiency uh, or, or an inefficiency in your home, right? Right. So my thought was it's a need and it's a want. And that's a really good position to be in when you're trying to sell a product. So, and it also goes with our thesis of delivering efficiency and improving comfort. And so we really want our brands to be around and, and, and just be really you know, well thought out and, and be able to have synergistic value with all, you know, with our other, with our other brands, because our thought is how can we take a customer that bought an insulation product and then also sell them a window and door product down the road and vice versa. So as we continue on this path and we introduce additional brands, we're really being methodical about what brands we want to bring to the market do they fit in our thesis and how can we share you know leads across multiple brands so that we can provide extra value to our franchise partners cross brands so to speak there's so much research <laughs> that goes into a successful franchise brand and I like that a lot about what you guys are doing. So many brands that get into franchising were started in 1992 and they did mail orders and they were doing a bunch of different stuff. And so as they bridge this gap into the 21st century, sometimes you have an owner that knows the industry that they're in, but the business industry, the franchise industry, anything at large, they're not that dialed into. And it's just a fantastic idea that happens to possibly be successful on the national stage. But for Brittany and I, as we're researching those brands, it is important to us that there's a lot of foresight. And what is the franchisee experience or the franchise partner experience as they're joining that? And it's never been a question as they've joined any of your brands, Scott, that you guys have done the market research. You have figured out exactly what to do. In Koala, you guys have created an immense amount of national partnerships, which have been tremendous for your existing franchise base. So for clients coming in and looking at these brands and also people in our position, it just gives us so much I put our, puts our mind at ease. I can call somebody in two years and I'm not worried they're going to say, they're telling me to spend $20,000 on variety mailers and it just doesn't seem right. How am I going, how is this going to work? And, you know, Franchise Fastlane does a lot of research as they go into brands. Brittany and I were, were part of that team for a long time. But Ben, can you explain what role you and Franchise Fastlane play at Wallaby Windows? How does that tie in? Yeah, happy to. And, you know, like you said, at Fastlane, we always try to be, you know, of the highest caliber when we partner with our brands, you know, and when Scott and his team bring us a brand, it's kind of a no brainer. But really, you know, I am the tip of the growth spear, so to speak, right? My sole focus is educating prospective franchise partners and our consultant partners, such as you and Brittany, on the Wallaby value proposition, right? And why we think this is such a unique opportunity. So we really focus on development for the brand, helping with the growth so that they can focus their time, their resources 
on that franchisee support and experience once they get into the system. That leads to another question for me, Scott. I mean, why continue to work with the partnership at Franchise Fastlane? You have proven that you know how to build franchise systems, that you know how to attract incredible franchise partners. What made you say, yep, my next big brand, I'm also going to go back to Franchise Fastlane again? Great question. I, it really boils down to one word for me, and that is loyalty. And I am just really grateful for the partnership that we have with Franchise Fastlane. And in my prior, in my first franchise system, I did franchise development on my own internally. I didn't, I didn't do it myself necessarily, but we did it in house and it's a lot of work and it takes a lot of, of time. There's a lot that goes into all of the back end on, you know, on the, you know, on the sales side of things on the, on the, on the development side. And we just really want to focus on running the franchisor and, and there's really, you know, there, there's a few parts to a franchisor and, and development is, is a big piece of that. Uh, but operations and administration is just so much more valuable if the franchisor is focused on, on those two areas of the business, because the experience that the franchise partner is going to get is just going to be head and shoulders better. So it really comes down to, to that and, and loyalty. Um, I have a, a great deal of respect for what, you know, Carrie has built at Franchise Fastlane and the team is, is great. We're very aligned on who we're looking for as franchise partners. They, you know, they understand how, you know, I like to, to work and, and, and who I'm looking to bring into the inner circle, so to speak. And so, um, yeah, just, uh, you know, and, and I intend on continuing to work with, with Fastlane um, in the foreseeable future. Fastlane does a very nice job of working with the franchisor to find the candidate that they want, not the candidate that Fastlane thinks would be a great candidate. And that is, it can be a point of contention. I've sat in Ben's seat and definitely brought a candidate forward to a brand owner and the brand owner said, no, 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 thank you. And that can be hard to hear when you're like, this is a great person. And they're like, I'm sure for another system they are. And I think that's where Fastlane really does a nice job is they allow the business owners to still own the business and make those final decisions on what culture is going to look like. Now, Ben, the, the world is changing. We're hearing a lot about different things. And one of the things that I hear a lot as I am having candidates getting close to that finish line and they're thinking of all of the things they're going to be doing next after they wire the money and they sign the agreements one of the number one things that comes up is I've worked in XYZ industry. How the heck am I going to find people to work inside of a service business? Where do I go? What do I do? Is it really as hard as everybody else is saying? How is Wallaby helping those franchisees to find quality people? Yeah, great question. It's, you know, it is something that is continually brought to the table, especially when you're talking about home service, right? And hourly employees and that retention of those employees is such a factor in scaling your business that it is, a, it's a, you know, a valid concern, right? So the advantage that we have with the Wallaby business model and the Wallaby team 
as I mentioned, your core employees are going to be a window consultant and an installation manager, full-time employees, uh, you know, that you can provide a healthy wage for salary without having to have a large headcount on your team and not relying on the hourly employee. We do a subcontracted install and we have an internal team that actually helps with subcontractor recruitment. So not only are we going to help you recruit those window consultants, those installation managers, but we have a dedicated team focused on subcontractors as well. The other thing that we're able to leverage through our partnership with our manufacturer is actually through their local distributors or local supplier networks. A lot of times in instances, they'll recommend subcontractors to us in our franchisees markets. So it takes a little bit of that risk out of there, right? Um, and like I said, that installation manager, their core focus is really overseeing that install process ensuring the subcontractors are providing that high level customer experience that we expect. And, uh, you know, it puts the franchise owner's mind at ease a bit about that, uh, having to hire employees and, and the quality of employee they're going to be able to bring into their business. The, when I talked earlier about seeing the team that you've put in place and I saw that you had someone specifically on your, on your team, on your roster, that that is their focus. That was huge to me because there's two things that we're hearing consistently right now. One is personnel. The other is supply chain. And candidly, my husband's in the building industry. And so supply chain of materials is a daily dinner conversation for us. So I come home to him and tell him about the next great business that I want us to invest in. And, and his immediate question is, how are they managing supply chain? So I'm going to put you in the hot seat on that one, Scott. Tell me a little bit more about what you guys are seeing with supply chain, how you feel about it, your relationships. How are you helping to manage that piece for franchisees? Sure thing. So we have partnered with the largest window and door manufacturers in the country, and we leveraged our relationships uh, from Koala and, and we've also you know, we leveraged our scale at Koala to be able to go out and, you know, in advance of having a single franchise partner yet, we, we went out and leveraged our, 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 um, our scale there and have set up relationships all around the country. So we've got distribution and we've got manufacturing partnerships that are ready to go. And so, you know, what, what we've really done is we've got, you know, buy-in from the suppliers and the success of you know of, of wallaby and that's a really great position to you know to be in in fact we were just uh, earlier this week we were just in um we were just traveling in virginia meeting with a uh, another distributor and it was wonderful they they took us extremely seriously it was the red carpet service they picked us up at the airport they put us up in hotels they had the president and ceo of the company you know, meet us and our team because they they're taking this partnership very seriously, and 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 so realistically, uh, you know we're gonna we're gonna be their their largest customer here in either 2023 or 2024, and they and they see that opportunity. So so what that really means for uh, not, not saying that to to you know to brag on us, but more to say that's going to be you know beneficial to our franchise partners because you know those folks those leaders have visibility into Wallaby, even though Wallaby is not a fully scaled out, you know, national business yet. So, and all that really, you know, all that to say supply chain is, um, is just one of those things that, you know, you just have to manage and, 
um, you know, there's going to be there's going to be certain instances where a certain product line may have a, a extended timeline, and and that's a part of um, you know our technology system as well. So we are fully connected with our manufacturer while we're doing the quote in the home, and when those sorts of things pop up, or maybe a product line is discontinued, or they can't get that product or whatnot, um, that's going to to show that uh, early. So that you can, you know, steer away from those products, or at minimum, it will tell you, you know, hey, this product has an extended timeline. So um, what we're seeing right now is that product timelines are actually really good, and we're in one of the toughest markets here in Florida. Uh, we're in one of the toughest markets for for windows and doors because they're impact rated products, uh, and there's just some certain things that that those windows have that most of the country doesn't have. So. Um, you know, all, all that and, 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 you know, our product timelines are, are fine. Um, they're, they're, you know, on certain things, they might be a little bit extended, um, three or, or so months, but, uh, but most products are coming in, coming in within, you know, eight to 10 weeks. And that's a really reasonable timeline for, for windows and doors right now. I do think it's really interesting that you guys have taken a lot of avenues on, you know, on addressing the supply chain issue, because that's something, a word, a term we started to hear in 2020, and it hasn't left. So I think the technology that you guys are employing, there really isn't a lot of technology in many of these industries. So having any level of that and the ability to be transparent with clients, they're not going to be getting that from the mom and pop window shop that's popped up in their neighborhood. And builders will appreciate that there's just so much there as far as transparency and using those things that even if there is a supply chain issue, the fact that you can address it and it's at the forefront for both the franchise partner and the end consumer. So speaking of franchise partners, Ben, what type of franchisee is Wallaby looking for? And what does a day in their life truly look like? What is it like to be a franchisee of this system? Yeah. So, you know, as I mentioned, really, you know, our core focus is the customer experience, right? Sales and marketing. And so with that, we really are looking for those sales oriented, extroverted empire builder types, right? Who have experience in managing, mentoring employees. And, you know, we want our franchisees aligned with, with our kind of, you know, thesis or motto, whatever you want to call it. But we really want them focused. We say, you know, we're obsessed with the customer experience and we expect our franchisees to be as well. So the day-to-day is really going to depend on the ownership model. We have flexible ownership models with Wallaby. So if you're going to be that executive owner and overseeing, you know, your employees there, their focus is managing all the employees, the back end, monthly meetings, setting goals and expectations, and really network building. So if they choose to go with the owner operator route, you know, with an owner operator, they can fill the window consultant position or the installation manager role, like we mentioned, and they're going to be managing that customer interaction experience, managing the back end day to day as well. So a few different roles that they can take within the business. We really designed this business to be suited for executive ownership, but we are flexible in terms of that. I love that there's options and that you've already proven inside of Koala that you know how to support franchise partners across different models um, and that you have the infrastructure to do so. So we love to always ask about advice. And I know we've had each of you on before, but 
I would love just once again to hear more about the best piece of advice you've ever received. So Scott, I'll start with you. Oh man, that's a tough one because there's a couple of a couple of those that come to mind immediately. Uh, so so the first one is you're only as good as the people you surround yourself with. And I find that to be like absolutely the case, just the more that I age and I, I see it just more clearly. And when I'm around folks that are always pushing to be better or people that are competitive or people that are, you know, athletic or rather more athletic than I am, it makes me want to be you know, more athletic. It makes me want to run further or, you know, hit the gym harder. Um, and, and the same is true in business, right? If you're around people that are negative, that are not risk takers, so on and so forth, then it's probably going to make you a little more risk averse. It's probably, you know, going to, uh, to make you a little bit more negative or more pessimistic. So, uh, so you're only as good as the people you surround yourself with is, uh, is probably the, the best one there for, for me. And then the other one is, um, when, you know, when you're going through, uh, hell, you got to keep going because there's really only one one path forward, and that is and that is forward. So hopefully, uh, there's something there. I think that's really great advice because both of those things can translate into anything, into stuff with your kids, your marriage, your personal life, your business. So I think those are two great pieces. What about you, Ben? Yeah, and I thought you guys might bring this question up again. So I had to think on it and try to remember what I answered last time. And I believe it was actually fairly aligned with Scott. Um, last time, I think I mentioned, you know, if you're the smartest person in any given room, you're in the wrong room, right? And just kind of resonates with surrounding yourself with the right people. And I started thinking about it. And another piece of advice, and this probably goes back to my old days as a, as a retired athlete nowadays, but, um, you know, be comfortable in the uncomfortable. And I think as we got into business and, you know, when we surround ourselves with entrepreneurs and we're talking to prospective entrepreneurs, you know, there's that opportunity in the ambiguity. And I always find that, uh, you know, that really always has resonated with me. Not only, you know, like I said, my former athletic days, uh, those are long behind me, but uh, here in business as well. And uh, find that that's always treated me well to kind of stay true to that. I'm feeling very guilty for having skipped the gym this morning after listening to you guys both talk about run faster, go harder. I think I have an hour after this. I'll be visiting my Peloton for the first time in the new year. <laughs> so <laughs> I I will say that it there's so many things that really clicked there for you know for us. And I think it is all about the people and so many things in franchising come down to the people and who you surround yourself with. And a lot of what Britt and I talk about is when we know a leadership team, when we meet a leadership team, you can read through a franchise disclosure document. You can have high margins. It doesn't, a lot of brands can do that if they're in the right industry. But the true success is when you see the people that are going to be leading the brand strategically forward, who's making the decisions, who's doing the cutting edge technology, who's coming up with the next step. You know, it's great to be the new guy in town, but what happens in five years to all of those partners as people start to come into the space? So, you guys have both done a great job of surrounding yourself with just some really fantastic folks. And for me, franchising is typically all about the people. I would love to know, Scott, and I'll start with you, what's your personal compelling reason for continuing to stay in franchising? 
So for me, I, the, the, the thing that really just gets me most excited. So I love business. I've been in business since I was 15 years old and I, people ask me, well, what, what do you like to do outside of work? And, you know, obviously I, I have a life outside of work and, and, and travel and do a lot of fun things, but I really love, I really love to, to work and build businesses and brands and teams. And, and, but, but, but I really love to see people experience what I've experienced in business. I absolutely love that. And, and, and I love that I get to be a part of that. And I love to help people become millionaires. And, you know, it's kind of a goal of mine to, to help several, like a dozen people become millionaires and, uh, and you know, and, 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 and through franchising. And I've done that now, you know, a few times and, I've got a, uh, I've got a, I've got a few more to, to go here. So that's, uh, that's really my reason for continuing in franchising. Who wants to be a millionaire? Wallaby windows. <laughs> so, and- I might, I might need to update my number on that actually, Sam, because I mean, now with inflation, it's like, might need to bump that up to, you know, a couple million. <laughs> yeah. Add another comma. Why stop with a couple million? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> And so our goal is the more commas, the better. <laughs> so, well, Ben, I will turn that to you. What is your personal compelling reason for being in the franchise industry? Yeah, you know what I think about that? Um, you know, I think I, I just love, and this goes back to surrounding yourself with the right people, but working with risk takers, overachievers, you know, people who are willing to bet on themselves to control their future. And to me, Franchising is the best way to make that jump into entrepreneurship or, you know, if you're an owner of another business to diversify your businesses, the right franchisor will really give you those resources, the blueprint for success and the right franchisee will take those resources and run with it to fuel their own success. And I just love that. Uh, That's what uh, gets me up in the morning. And then, you know, getting a, a, a franchisee into the system and then hearing them call me you know, a few months down the line and say, you know, this is the best thing that could happen to me. And, uh, you know, that's what I love when we go through this process together is, uh, you know, that long-term relationship that we build and getting to see their success when they get to work with a great franchise or like Scott and his team and uh, kind of build out their future. There's nothing better than those calls or seeing those things or having somebody send you a picture of their first job. That's just fantastic. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us today. I know you're both very busy. So really, really appreciate you guys coming on and joining us. Thank you for having us. It was incredible. Thanks, guys. Yeah, absolutely. So if you'd like to learn more about franchising and diversifying your portfolio through franchising, email us at info at franpathconsulting.com. Follow the FranPath Consulting Podcast on Apple or Spotify. Please rate and review us five stars. You can also follow us on Instagram at FranPath, Facebook and LinkedIn at FranPath Consulting, or go to our website, franpathconsulting.com, to take your free business assessment. Mm-hmm.